0: This episode is brought to you by Subaru. Ever wonder what it's like to own a Subaru? Meet real Subaru owners. Find out on meetandowner.com. On meetandowner.com, owners create a personalized profile. You make video, photo, and text posts, and communicate one-on-one with users to share a firsthand look at what owning a Subaru is really like. So check out meetandowner.com. Talk to real owners. See how a Subaru can fit your life on meetandowner.com. And stay tuned. At the end of today's show, bonus mini beautiful story from Subaru owners. Very cool that Subaru has allowed us to do some advertising branded content in our way that embraces what this show is. Thank you so much Subaru for sponsoring today's episode. Enjoy. Hello to all my Latin speakers out there. This is beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred.
1: rather go one-on-one, I think it'll be more fun, and I'll get to
2: know you, and you get to know me.
0: Hello everybody, Chris Gethard here, very excited to welcome you to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous, and uh, the intro this week, it's going to be a little long, uh, stick with me, bear with me, trust you. First off, I just want to say, I don't often plug other things on the show, the podcast is like a very sacred thing to me, I... I kind of keep it in its own bubble compared to the rest of my work. But I I do just want to make sure I, I mention to you guys, I have an HBO special. Premieres on Saturday. It's 10 p.m. It's called Career Suicide. It is a it is a funny special. It's a one-man show. I did it off-Broadway for a while, and it's, a, it's I think it's really funny, but it also happens to focus on some depression and anxiety. And there's a funny thing. Sometimes I see fans of the show saying, like, I wish Chris would tell a little more of his own story in the calls. Um, He used to do that more, and I've held back on that. This is about putting other people on a platform. So if you want to hear my story in a more honest way than you ever have, HBO very kindly got behind me, and they're putting a special of mine up. It's mind-blowing. I'm scared. I'm nervous to see how it goes. I hope all you guys like it. If you miss it on Saturday because you're out doing cool people things, Saturday night things, streaming platforms. And a legitimate thank you, very legitimate thank you because – I've always been an underground guy. I've always had a cult following. And this podcast is the thing that changed that. It really is. You guys, I, this was an unlikely success. I didn't know I was going to go. Earwolf didn't know I was going to go. And it sounded like such a simple, basic idea. And it's you guys that embraced it. And, and it's, I see it's people from all over the world. It's people from Topeka, Kansas, and, and Dubai, and so many people in England and Canada, all over. You guys, I see you guys on Twitter and Facebook. And I, I really just want to say thank you. Um, this podcast has changed my life. You know, I think I got the HBO special a lot because I'm, you know, I work extremely hard and it's very honest, but they always say you got to work hard enough that when luck comes along, you're ready to embrace it. And uh, this podcast, I think, is is the major factor in the luck side of things because it's, it's made people just sort of look at me in a bigger picture way. And uh, I, I think HBO and I think some of the producers probably look at this podcast as, well, now this guy's got a lot more of a mainstream platform, less underground, less cult being embraced and that means the world to me so thank you all want to talk a little bit about last week's episode we had a uh, we had a talk with a guy who was planning on purchasing a record store. He was wondering if he should do it or not one quick thing that i'm very embarrassed about i just want to put out an apology we used the phrase black crack in the uh Of course the podcast that is uh, record collectors do refer to vinyl as black crack because it becomes very addictive people get very addicted to vinyl so that is a phrase i intro i you always intro every episode with a, a sort of out of context phrase to out of context to tease what's about to happen i said hello black crack addicts and i swear to god from the bottom of my heart i did not consider the fact that that sounded like i might be saying hello to you know um You know, crack cocaine addicted members of the African-American community. That was not intentional. I was not trying to make a joke. It offended some people. And I just want to say I'm very genuinely sorry about that. Um, And I mean that in a real way. Uh, And and again, I am a a comedian in my heart. I do not apologize for jokes. I I would never. If I made a joke and I was ready to stand by it, I don't apologize for jokes. I think hard about my jokes. I only make jokes if I want to stand by them. That was an honest foot-in-mouth moment that I am ready to apologize for. I don't think... If anybody else in the booth thought I was making that joke, they, they didn't mention it to me, or I would have said, oh no, I'd rather not make a joke about um a drug epidemic that ravaged a particular community that many people have theories was maybe actually targeted by that joke. I would I didn't I wouldn't make that joke. And then, you know, some people on the Facebook group called me out. I apologized. Some other people said, hey, he made an honest mistake and uh were defending me. But I would also say There's this weird thing on the internet where people feel like you shouldn't have to apologize for anything. I think you should. I'm apologizing. It's fine. Let's move on. And also, let's move on. Very special thing. Let's throw to the special thing, why don't we? Okay, so, long-time listeners, beautiful anonymous, know there has been one time in our history where we've revealed the name of a person on the phone, Julia Harrison, back in the day. And, uh... Many, many episodes later, I think over a year later, due to the circumstances of of our recent call, we're going to go ahead and say we want to support the work, the efforts of another one of our callers. I understand I'm on the phone with Tim, and I understand you're the new owner of Culture Clash Records in Toledo.
1: Yes. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Tim, I am the vinyl market researcher. I I have to apologize right off the bat for... For uh, breaking format or becoming non-canonical as Anonymous, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, thrilled about the outcome. Uh, so you know, so quickly after we last spoke.
0: Yeah, and we should say as well, you you uh, you, you went public. You, you actually actually the the fans of Beautiful Anonymous have become like very. Uh, Oh, almost, man. <laughs> almost detective-like in their ability to figure things out. And there were some news articles about your purchase. So you actually didn't out yourself. The uh, the fan community really embraced it. But everybody is so excited. And I just want to say congrats.
1: I Man, Chris, I, I appreciate it so much. I got to say, I got to echo the same thing. You know, I was just kind of quietly watching a lot of the comments roll in uh, on Facebook and everything after the uh, episode dropped. And, uh, man, how, how great is that? You know, I know most... Anonymous callers, you know, just kind of have to quietly absorb that. And now I, I can officially, you know, thank you know so many people for the support, and you know, obviously for the for the sleuthy detective work that was done. You know, I, you know, I, I was contacted, you know, sent private messages directly from uh, listeners saying, "Hey." Uh, to buy that record store and I had to be like, Hey, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, or at least I don't quite yet. Uh, but yeah, you know, local paper that's been uh, really supportive and, uh, you know, written a lot about the former owners passing and, and, you know, the store in between I was happy to talk to them and they, uh, yeah, you're right. They broke the news, uh, basically I think 48 hours after, uh, after our episode aired.
0: Yeah. Which was not intentional. It was, that was happy coincidence. No. So, uh, so when do you when do you actually take the reins? When when do you take over the store?
1: Yeah, it's going to be within the next couple of weeks. Where uh, so you and I spoke kind of early March. Uh, obviously, I was still deciding uh, how to proceed. You know, since then it's just kind of been lightning fast. You know, I've been so fortunate as we started talking about that. You know, my my job uh is is supportive i've worked out that i'm going to i'm going to stay there uh you know i'm going to be part time for at least a couple months while i get my bearings at the store uh, and then go from there there I, I man yeah, how lucky uh, can one person be but you know it's so fortunate that market research company that you know i started our conversation by saying i'm i'm thinking about leaving my career uh fortunately that that doesn't have to be true i can kind of have my cake and eat it too or have my uh,
0: too. <laughs> That's cool. And I've noticed one of the very consistent things that I like is is I saw I've seen a lot of our people in the Facebook group and Twitter saying, you know, if this guy takes over the store, there's people saying I buy a lot of vinyl on Amazon and other, you know, big, big sort of corporate retailers. And I'd love to support this, this guy if I could, is there is there anything you want to do to encourage our fans who are interested in vinyl? Is there? Is there a website? Is it going to be online ordering? Should they fo- follow yeah, the store on Facebook? There, or? there
1: will be. There's going to be, you know, I've got to handle a lot of transition stuff. So we're going to be making sure that, you know, the store's discogs and eBay stuff are, are all set up properly. But for right now, what I would say is follow the store on Facebook. It's, you know, facebook.com slash culture records or at culture clash records. Uh, The Facebook will be constant and I'll I'll consistently post updates there, you know, both for the Toledo area and, of course, for, you know, beautiful anonymous fans listening or or fans from afar.
0: That's cool. I hope to see a lot of beautiful anonymous fans following uh, Culture Clash Records on Facebook and maybe leave a message on the wall, something along the lines of like, hey, Tim, uh, found you through the podcast. Hope this doesn't ruin your life. I hope to see a lot of comments. And on that note, Tim, I would just ask uh you know don't don't blame me don't blame me if this is a train wreck my friend
1: i hate the only thing i'll blame you for is if you, if you back out on the promise we got to do a taping at the store
0: i'll be there where uh, i'm not kid- right. i'm not kidding i've been very actively talking with my uh my my reps as it were who who organize my road schedule about getting out on the road actually in the next couple of months and i told them Let's uh, map Toledo into the uh into the route.
1: Nice. Yeah. Now tell me these aren't the same road reps that got you in in whatever cab you were in before the HBO premiere. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Thank you for tying it back into in my, my work.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Anybody who's following my Instagram saw that I had a very terrifying I was late to the premiere in very Chris gathered fashion late to my own premiere stressing out <laughs> in traffic. Um but yeah, we'll we'll make we'll make sure that we uh we uh, researched the traffic patterns surrounding the Midwest as I approach your story. I'll be there. I promise. The
1: other thing I, I, we're going to make it happen. I I know it. The other thing that, you know, speaking of, you know, all the people and the positive feedback on, on Facebook, there was one kind of consistent uh, message that I I felt so embarrassed about, which is how little I talked about my wife. And the bottom line of this whole thing is that (laughs) me doing this, this venture, I think a lot of people are, are the word luck is being thrown out a, a lot. And it, my luck in truth started the day that, you know, she that she said I do uh, a couple of years ago. She and I have been on, you know, the same page. She's been so supportive. I, I wouldn't have even dreamed of, you know, doing something like this without her full unwavering support. And I I'm I again the luckiest person to have her as my teammate through all this.
0: It's very cool. There was I saw a lot of comments along those lines in the Facebook group, and then a, a number of people who are small business owners themselves giving a yeah. giving a cold dose of reality and wishing you luck with a healthy warning of how much hard work it takes. But I have nothing but faith you're going to put it in, and hopefully in the next couple of months I'll see you out there at the store. We'll get a live one done, and I want to thank you. I want That's to congratulate right. you, and I want to encourage everybody follow uh, Culture Clash Records. Toledo, Ohio, on Facebook. If you're a fan of the Beautiful Anonymous, let's show our support. One one click. It's a very simple thing to do. You go, you click, follow on that. You click like on that, and we'll be able to keep track of Tim, how things are going, and how we can all support as a community. So thanks so much, and, and congratulations again.
1: Thank you, Chris. I'm I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk to you today again for the second time.
0: Yeah, I am just as grateful. I promise. Congrats. Awesome. <laughs> All right, that was a lot more heavy lifting in our intros than we usually have, because I don't have an HBO special every week, and I don't apologize every week, and we certainly don't follow up with anybody ever, so a lot of stuff there. That being said, let's get to this week's episode. Very excited. The youngest caller, I believe, in the history of the show is somebody who's uh, living some very momentous personal moments out and is in high school. And I feel like there were stretches in this conversation where I was like, "I remember so much what it felt like to be in high school when you're experiencing things for the first time, and everything seems so important and daunting, and you know there's a world out there and you're just about to see it and It was so cool to hear from from this young caller about the high school experience right now there's been a I will just ask you guys be kind and and be open minded there's been sometimes I think where there's younger callers in the shows, especially younger female callers and sometimes in the in the uh the feedback people have a problem with how often they say the word like, for example, and get irritated. And I would just say, to me, I, I, I wanted to put this episode out there because it really feels like, man, this is like a snapshot of what it's like to be in high school in 2017. And I do not th- that was a thing. Growing up, we had, we had John Hughes movies, right, to remind us. We had John Cusack, and we had, uh, we had, all, we had all those people to show us. And that, that, I don't know what it's like to be in high school right now. So I thank our caller for letting us know. I enjoyed it. Hope you enjoy it, and let's check out the call.
1: Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host.
0: Hello? Hi. Hi.
2: Oh my God, am I on the show?
0: Yeah, it's Chris.
2: Oh my God, hi. <laughs> this is weird. Um... Okay. How have you been?
0: How have I been? I always try to answer honestly. I've been tired. Been tired. I was in Los Angeles. Yeah. Los Angeles yesterday. I go to New Orleans tomorrow. 24 hours in New New York. And my uh my wife's been on tour for two weeks. She gets home tonight. I'm really psyched to see my wife. That's how I'm doing.
2: Nice. That's sweet.
0: Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? Okay.
2: I've been pretty tired too. Um, I'm a junior in high school and so there's been a lot of like testing recently. So that's exhausting, but uh wow. I'm I'm good.
0: That's cool. Are you the youngest caller ever? You might be the youngest caller. I think so.
2: Yeah, I haven't listened to all the episodes yet, but I'm 17.
0: Yeah, I think you're the youngest one.
2: Oh my god, cool. I set a record.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's good. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so, like, probably about an hour
0: ago, I just had my first kiss. What? So, one yeah. Hour, one hour ago you had your first, a monumental <laughs> life moment one hour ago.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, yeah, okay, so I'll explain what happened. Okay, so this guy, we've, we, like, decided yesterday that we're going to start dating, and he has this list It's kind of like a bucket list, but it's not. um, He calls it his to-do list. And one of them is to kiss someone in the rain. And it started raining today. And then so he texted me, come outside. And so I came outside and he walked up and kissed me.
0: And that was your first ever kiss one hour ago in the rain. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like everyone listening just went like, hell yeah, all at the same time. We get to live (laughs) Yeah. Now you're giggling, you're giddy. Are these emotions that are coming from being on the phone with me and the calls, the nervousness, or are you just giddy and giggly because you just experienced this life-changing event?
2: Both, definitely, because I never expected to get through because I've called so many times.
0: Yeah, well, it was meant to be. Yeah. It was meant to be. It was. You know how many people have tried to call? Yeah. Right now, currently, 5,639 people have tried to call and your call got through
2: that's insane
0: yeah also you could tell me about this first kiss so what is this something you'd been dreaming about fantasy were you wondering how this Um, was going to go down
2: kind of i mean i kind of figured it would happen in the rain because we talked a bit about that item on his list before um and when it started raining i kind of knew he's gonna text me isn't he (laughs) yeah but like right after kissing me, he had to leave because uh, he's going to Boston tomorrow, and so he
0: has to pack. Bummer, dude. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd you like it? How'd you like the first kiss experience? Nerve wracking. Did it? Well, me- I don't have much to compare it to. But did it measure up? Did it measure up to? Was it everything you ever wanted it to be? Sounds romantic.
2: I mean, it definitely was very romantic. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Kissing—it's weird. It's mouths like against each other. It's not like a <laughs> an experience I've had before, you know. Yeah,
0: this is so funny. Yeah. This is bringing me back so, to so many moments. I, I, this is making me remember my first kiss. This is very uh-huh. very pleasant to talk to you because it's, it's allowing me to reminisce back to when I was um, youthful and full of hope and new experiences.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm a writer and I've written a romance novel and it's kind of weird because like I've never kissed anyone so like how do I write a kissing but now I can.
0: So you write romance novels even though you just had your first kiss an hour ago.
2: I've I've written a romance novel.
0: A romance novel. How long is it?
2: It's about 3200 no 32,000
0: words. 32,000 words. So nice tight. Yeah. Keep it, yeah, like more like a novella, maybe. To be fair.
2: Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So now you can now you can apply your firsthand kissing knowledge into your next romance novel.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something related to my writing that's happening in my life. I'm. I think this is okay to say as long as I don't don't give out like where I live. Um, I'm actually giving a uh, TEDx talk on Saturday
0: about my book. And you're 17. Yeah, you're 17. So, and you write Ted books and do like, TED talks.
2: Yeah, well, TED has like different events. So there's TED talks, which is like famous scientists, really, and then there's TEDx, which is like anyone can do it. And then there's TEDx Youth, which is what I'm doing.
0: You're doing TEDx Youth. You're talking, yeah, me, and you're talking about your romance novel.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like I mean, it's like five minutes. I could read it to you. The whole TEDx talk? Yeah, it's less than five minutes.
0: I can't have you read a TEDx. People will kill me if they... actually,
2: yeah, I can't read that. Actually, it will be posted on YouTube, so I probably can't read it. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: copyright. There. I, hey, I have a question for you. Okay. So this guy who kissed you in the rain does he listen to beautiful? Uh-huh. Does he listen to Beautiful Anonymous?
2: No, he doesn't.
0: <laughs> he doesn't know, it. okay. So your secrets are safe here. That's cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, Although. Okay, yeah, you talk.
2: Um Yeah, at the last TEDx like preparation meeting, um I I told a girl to listen to this one episode of Beautiful Anonymous. So if she starts listening to uh to the whole podcast, then I might have outed myself.
0: Ooh, you might have blown up your own spot. You might blown, and then <laughs> yeah. and then all the kids all the all the kids who do the TEDx thing. Are gonna are gonna know your secret, but I would have to imagine the kids involved in the TEDx community, generally pretty nice kids. I would imagine mm-hmm. nice nerdy kids.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So this guy, you're this guy, you're smooching on. I want to know more about this guy. I want to make sure he's good enough for you. Older, younger. Okay. What's this guy's deal? Older, younger.
2: Um, we're the same age. We're actually like two months apart, but I'm a junior and he's a senior. Uh-huh. Just because like I'm older than a lot of my classmates. Um. Yeah, uh, we met. He goes to a different high school than me, but um, all the high schools join together every two years, and all the Latin kids go on a trip. And so, like two weeks ago, Latin meaning we kids were who on study, the Latin trip together. study
0: Latin, kids who study yeah, the
2: Latin Latin, but, Latin language. They don't yeah. round up everyone yeah. of Hispanic um, descent
0: and just send them somewhere.
2: No, 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 that's no, good. That's That'd good.
0: I mean, some <laughs> we people in this country to, are trying.
2: Uh, we went to Greece and Italy like forty kids
0: from mm-hmm. the district yeah,
2: and um I met him there, yeah
0: Yeah, a little crush on the guy right from the start a little crushy a little crushy crush on this guy a little Ooh, bit. what's this guy's deal
2: <laughs> a little bit yeah
0: and and then how does it come up that maybe you'll date you text in you extend you checking out his Snapchat I hear Snapchat's real big with the teens these days you follow him on Snapchat he follows uh, you.
2: We we have Snapchatted, yes. Snapchat. But um actually uh-huh, uh-huh. the reason we met up back in America for the first time is another item on his list. He wanted to paint a Bob Ross painting and I have paint supplies. So Ooh. I was like, You should come to my house once we get back. And Ooh. so he did. And then later that night we did another item on his list. We blew up metal in a microwave.
0: That wait, that one's way off pace from the others
2: yeah the list is kind of all over the place
0: yeah that's a very teenage boy list right i want to kiss in the rain i want to paint the <laughs> painting i want to blow some shit up in a microwave it's,
2: <laughs> Yeah, it goes in a bunch of different
0: directions but so you've participated in a number of items on this list
2: yep a few
0: so wait if you uh if you don't go to the same school how did he text you and tell you to come meet in the rain what do you mean didn't you say it was raining he if we texted don't go to you? the same school yeah how close? Oh, are... yeah.
2: I mean, we live in the same city. We're in the same school district.
0: Uh, okay. Okay, I got it. So you can still meet in the center of town, His, some sort of yeah. midway point.
2: His house is actually kind of close to my house. It's just that we are zoned for different schools.
0: Okay. I'm going to say something. Yeah. I'm saying this with great How love. Was I? No, no, no. I'm going to say this with great love what? and affection. I'm not saying okay. this in a, a judgment, any sort of judgmental way. This conversation? Yeah. Is teenage as hell and I'm loving it.
2: I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought about what I would say on on if I ever got through to you and like it's all just super teenage stuff, honestly. Tell
0: me what it's, it's... like to be a teen in 2017. You know what year I was born? No. 1980. You're laughing at me. I was
2: born in 1999. Yeah.
0: You were. I lived for two full decades that you'll never know. Yeah. (laughs) When I was a kid, no such thing as the internet didn't exist. That's crazy. Because the internet's
2: kind of everything right now.
0: Yeah, it's all the rage. I didn't even have the internet until I was like 12.
2: Okay, so you want to know what being a teenager right now is like?
0: Yeah, maybe you let me know what it's like to be a 17-year-old girl in 2017, and I'll let you know what it's like to be a 36-year-old man.
2: <laughs> okay, all right. There's a, Okay, basically everything happens on the internet, honestly. I have a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram, a Snapchat. Um, I don't know, everything. And so like a lot of communication doesn't happen face-to-face. You know, like, I just texted my best friend and told her what happened with this guy. And, like, you know, it's it's all online. There is uh, quite a bit of drama in my life. I try not to cause drama, but some of my friends thrive on it, so it happens.
0: What drama? What kind of drama?
2: Um, oh, God. Okay. So, basically, one of my friends was talking about my best friend behind her back, so I texted my best friend what he said, and she told another friend who told the guy who talked about her, and so the guy texted our group chat instead of texting me individually and, like, called me out for it, and (laughs) then he wouldn't talk to me for, like, a week.
0: Teenager. (laughs) As yep. <laughs> a teenager, well, I'll tell you from the perspective of a 36 year old man, everything happens on the internet. Mm-hmm. Most of my interactions are internet driven as well. We have that in common. Well, I, I also think a lot of that is
2: your job. Like, my dad has an office job, so like a lot of what he does is face to face, you yeah,
0: know? Hey, that's fair. That's fair. I also have Facebook. And so you host the podcast. I got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat as well. Although, to be fair, do not understand what Snapchat is or why I should have it, but it is on my phone. <laughs> Do you Snapchat anyone? I've tried. It's, I feel so silly. I don't know what it is. Who? Why does someone need a picture of me that's just going to disappear?
2: <laughs> it's just another way to communicate. It's not usually about the picture. It's just like you know, you, you just want to like say something. I don't know. I got nine. Also, o- honestly, the reason. The reason I use Snapchat every day is just because of the streak system. Because like if you Snapchat a person for three days straight and they snap you back, then you get like a little streak number that appears by their name. And so if you don't snap them every day, your snap your streak breaks. Okay. And so it's well, basically just like a ruse to get you coming back every day.
0: God forbid the streak breaks.
2: Yeah, exactly. Bo-pa. That's like the true test of a fight. Like, if you fight with your friend, but your streak stays up, then you guys are fine and you'll make up. But if your friend breaks your streak, that's it.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. I was alive during the tail end of the Cold War.
2: Oh, God. How was that? Pretty scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's always weird because, like, my perspective of the Cold War is, like, it was so long ago it was I don't know like the things people worried about then were like different and stuff but really like most of the people around me were alive during the Cold War and that's crazy because I wasn't and so my perspective of it has always been like it's so far away but it's really recent
0: yeah I was yeah on 9-11 I was four years older than Mm -hmm. you are now
2: (laughs) wow I was um, two years old, I think, um, and I was watching Clifford the Big Red Dog when it happened.
0: Wow, you remember?
2: Yeah, well, I don't remember that. I I know I watched Clifford all the time, and my mom told me that like she had to run upstairs to the other TV to turn to a news channel.
0: All right, fair. So give it to me straight here. You, yeah. You and this, you and this dude. You think you're going to stick with this? You think there's more? Uh... Are you going to kiss this guy again? I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. I feel like I have to step in and be the voice of Oh, yeah. Oh, you're that enthusiastic. There's going to be more kissing in the future.
2: Yeah. Definitely going to kiss him again.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. We've kind of made plans for Sunday. And, um, I mean, we talked yesterday about dating each other. And we decided, even though he's a senior and going to college in a few months, that we still want to... Give it
0: a try. All right. So you made plans to kiss on Sunday. Text him, hey, kiss me on Sunday. (laughs) What do you do? You text him, you say, hey, I hope it's raining on Sunday. I hope it rains on Sunday.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have said
0: that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, wow. All right. All right. Congrats to you. My first kiss. Thank you. My first kiss happened in my parents' basement.
2: That's less romantic. Hey,
0: don't need to judge
2: (laughs) okay tell me about it
0: see it was with a very nice young uh lady we had i had been away at a summer program at georgetown university we're talking on the phone all the time and i was uh 15 years old and it was very clear we were going to make out when i got back but i tell you what i was very scared because i was a late bloomer and uh I didn't have any hair on my body and I was very embarrassed that things were going to go too far and she was going to find this out about me. I was very, very scared. I was very scared. Oh, that's so I,
2: great. I stopped it. I
0: stopped it before it went too far because I was like, I don't think I'm ready for this. I'm still a boy. I'm a little boy and I know I'm not ready. I know I'm not ready.
2: Yeah, things are a bit different. We There is this, I don't know if she's a freshman or a sophomore, but there's this, pregnant girl at our school and um my friends know the father but no none of us really know her but like we follow them both on instagram we're kind of like low-key stalking them and um (laughs) they don't actually know when the due date is they both have like different dates that they're saying so it's interesting also she's like creating drama and say that he cheated on her when he didn't and stuff so I'm interested to see how this kid turns out. I know that's kind of morbid, but like, it's interesting to watch.
0: <laughs> wow. Low key stalking a pregnant classmate.
2: Wow. <laughs> Not real stalking. Wow.
0: So this girl's 14, 14, wow. Yeah. You forget, I think back, you know, and I he's, think back to high yeah. school and you forget. I always think back to it and you got the you know, the rose colored glasses. You forget that there's also some real stuff that goes down
2: oh yeah we yeah there was some real stuff this year um we had a lot of kids in our district die this year like in the first couple months all like unrelated incidents but like six kids
0: six kids in your school district died
2: yeah and one of my friends was best friends with one of them so like
0: yeah crazy year how are these kids passing away
2: um, usually car accidents or I think there were like two suicides.
0: Oh no. Yeah, it's been a rough year. Oh no. Yeah. High school isn't easy.
2: Nope.
0: And you got all those standardized tests to worry about?
2: Oh yeah. Um, I took the SAT last week when do you... and I've got the ACT in June.
0: You got to take both of those?
2: Oh, yeah. You have to take both, basically. A lot of colleges require both.
0: When, did, when, when do you get your scores on the SAT?
2: I have no idea. Um, there's also all these other tests, too. This will betray what state I'm in. I'm in Michigan. Um, I took the M-STEP last week. I also took the ACT work keys, and I'm taking AP tests in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, Now, have any of your teachers been able to successfully explain how you will need math in your real life moving forward? None of them. Yeah, it's garbage. Why do they make us do that?
2: Exactly. I'm in um, pre-calculus right now, and most people are taking some form of calculus next year. But I decided not to. I'm going to take AP computer science because I need a math credit, and that's a math credit, but I really don't want to take calculus.
0: Yeah. There's never... Yeah. Unless you're gonna be an engineer or something. And when I was a kid, they were all like the teachers were like, you need this stuff when you go to the supermarket. And i like I'm like, I'll bring a calculator. They're like there's never you're never gonna carry a calculator around with you. Guess what? Guess what? Calculator now we
2: have phones
0: in my pocket. I have a calculator in my pocket every day, all day.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And computer science stuff, like learning how to code, is gonna be a lot more useful to me.
0: Oh than yeah. Calculus. Oh, yeah. You need to learn how to code. And I suggest you learn. If you're allowed to uh, study a language, start studying Chinese. If you know how to code and speak Chinese, you're set. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, my background of Latin probably won't help with Chinese, huh?
0: Yeah. So you're a nerd, huh? Can we get into this? All right, let's pause. it. Some people might be mad that I just asked her if she's a nerd. I'm a nerd, too. If you ever seen a picture of me, I'm the biggest nerd there is. I say it with love. Okay, everybody calm down. Let's everybody calm down. The best way to calm down, I think, is to hear about these fine products and services that our sponsors have to offer. Check these things out. Use the promo code. Support the show. Enjoy them, and we'll be right back with more phone call. We all need to take a little bit better care of ourselves, and taking care of our mental health is no exception. That's why today's sponsor Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. Using Talkspace, you can send your therapist text, audio, video messages whenever you want, or even do a live video chat. If you want a vent about work, family, talk through something that's been on your mind, it's no problem. Your therapist is ready to help. Everybody I think out there knows that I am a huge public advocate of trying to take care of your own mental health. Um, at, th- at this point that is more than on the record and anything you feel comfortable with that makes it happen for you is something I give a big thumbs up and I'm, I'm psyched Talkspace is finding new ways to make it available. If you want to sign up, learn more, go to Talkspace.com beautiful and as a special offer for our listeners, use the coupon code beautiful. You get $30 off your first month. Show your support for this podcast. That's code beautiful at Talkspace.com beautiful Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. You out there right now, you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? You've been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. You go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You get 50% off just about any item. That is not all, okay? Adam and Eve, bring the heat. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, you get a free extra gift. So sensual, I refuse to even mention it on the air. That's how sensual it is. That I don't even want to drive. I don't want everybody going nuts. I don't want everybody passing out from potential ecstasy at the sound of me describing sensual, special gift that you get. Top it all off, they'll throw in free shipping on your entire order. It's sensual. The shipping itself is also sensual. And they are not kidding about that. So please do check out adamandeve.com today. For this special offer, you go ahead, you spice things up, revitalize the bedroom, take control, sex positivity. Let's go for it. You get 50% off one item when you type stories for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you get three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code stories at adamandeve.com. That is S-T-O-R-I-E-S at adamandeve.com. Thank you so much to all of our advertisers who help us bring the show to you for free. Now, let's hear more about what it's like to be a teenager in these modern times. Yeah, So you're a nerd, huh? Can we get into this?
2: I am definitely a nerd. I literally have, like, a painting of a dinosaur on my wall, Chris.
0: Did you paint the dinosaur?
2: No, I bought it online. <laughs> you
0: bought a painting of a dinosaur. You take Latin classes, AP classes... <laughs> big time nerd but i hear it's not bad to be a nerd anymore it's like cool to be a nerd now oh huh? no
2: yeah nerd culture is in right now
0: nerds are in i would have been the king of high school today i was like yeah my, i was like passable when i was actually in high school now i would have been the king a late bloomer who knows literally everything about the x men yeah i would have i would have killed it
2: <laughs> you would have i know a lot of people who are super into x men
0: Really? Oh, yeah. See, I was the only one.
2: Yeah, and they aren't, like, shamed for it. Yeah.
0: I I was deeply ashamed of my love for the X-Men. Big time. (laughs) So how'd you become a writer? Yeah,
2: I'm definitely a nerd. How'd you become I started writing Harry Potter fan fiction in sixth grade and then about eighth grade, I guess, I started writing non-fan fiction stuff. And... It just grew, and then I started plotting out novels, and then sophomore year, I actually sat down and wrote one.
0: Wow. How long did it take you?
2: Yeah. Um, I did NaNoWriMo, so it took a month to get my first draft done, but I've been editing it ever since.
0: And for anybody who's not familiar, NaNoWriMo, I believe stands for National Novel Writing Month, where it's a challenge to write a novel in a month, and everybody does it at the same time.
2: Yep, and I did it. You did it. the youth writer's program or whatever. So where it doesn't have to be 50,000 words, it can be whatever you want it to be. So I set my goal to 30,000 and hit it and surpassed it.
0: Surpassed that 30K. That's good. And has, have people read this? Yeah. Have people read your romance novel?
2: No. Now, I have not shared it with anyone. Maybe one person.
0: Not one person. Now how come you don't want to put it out there in the world?
2: Well, first of all, like it's, it's it needs a lot of editing right now um mm-hmm. it's better now than it was like my first draft I will never let anyone see because it's just bad because you have to write a thousand words a day and that's they're not gonna be good words um but at this point I'm trying to like get help from like I I don't want to say the name of like the thing but there's like an organization in my city that like helps young writers like publish their books or like it, it helps a lot of poets more than writers but um i'm trying to get their help to edit my book Uh and then maybe publish it with them
0: and are you willing to give me just like the loose bullet points of your book like is it what kind of romance novel is very grounded in reality or are they're like we're talking vampires here what are we talking about
2: no it's it's realistic fiction it's yeah um it's so it takes place in a church camp and we we're I have a feeling we're gonna go deep into religion in this phone call but um it takes place in a church camp and it's uh, an atheist kid who's like being forced to practice Christianity and he meets this other guy in the camp and discovers he's gay and falls in love with him and kind of follows the him navigating the struggles of being both atheist and gay, and in this community.
0: Wow. That's pretty. That's pretty elevated stuff.
2: Yeah, I try.
0: So at, you were a 17 year old girl who had never kissed a person, and you wrote a uh, you wrote a gay romance novel. Yeah, I did. That's awesome. That's really awesome.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: And how much of this material was drawn from real life? How much did you imagine? Do you have friends who have lived through this situation that inspired it? Or was it just a creation of your mind?
2: Um, Well, so the religion part is all, like, my life experience because I have a Christian family, but I'm atheist. And um, the, like, romance parts is kind of a little bit of me, but a lot of imagination because I'm bisexual, so, like... You know, I can draw from that and write about that. But um, the actual romantic parts, mostly my imagination.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a yeah. lot. You just dropped a lot. Of, we're pretty half an hour into this phone call. You just dropped a lot of details that are pretty intriguing. I did. <laughs> so here's a question I have is, at, at what point in your life do you realize you're bisexual and... um As someone of limited experience that only started within the past 90 minutes as far as actual romantic activity goes, um, how did you come to realize that about yourself?
2: Um, So I never, okay. I think I always kind of knew. That's kind of cliche, but I don't know. I've always been attracted to girls and guys. And I said it for the first time, I think, late freshman year. Um, I'm out to my friends, but not out to my family. So, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what's going on with your family? I don't
2: know what else to say about that.
0: We've been dancing um, around this for a second much. with the Christianity and you're an atheist. <laughs> you're not connecting. You're not connecting yeah, with the family so much.
2: Yeah. They're liberal. So, like, it's not a super bad situation. i am just made the decision to not be out to them right now. Um They are... Christian and they do force me to practice Christianity despite them knowing that I do not believe in any of it
0: Mm -hmm. so you have to go to church they make you go to church every Sunday
2: not every Sunday but most Sundays yeah
0: and you're in your head the whole time like man not my thing I'll grin and bear it
2: (laughs) most of the time I'm just like doing math homework really yeah
0: uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I kind of I I think I go through like cycles in my views about religion to be honest. Like sometimes I just get really angry about any organized religion and I just like cannot stand it. And sometimes like right now I'm just like, yeah, people do what they want. I'm trying to do what I want.
0: Can I ask what denomination your family is?
2: Presbyterian, sometimes Methodist, because they're really similar.
0: Presbyterian, sometimes Methodist. Okay. And it's just not your thing? Yeah. It's not your thing? Not my thing. That's okay. And why don't you want to talk to your family about your sexuality? It's just not worth the trouble right now? I
2: don't know. I feel like they would definitely uh, feel hesitant to accepting it because I haven't dated anyone before 90 minutes ago. Um, (laughs) yeah, they, um, I don't know. I do think they would accept it and everything. I just, there's no real reason why I haven't told them. I just haven't. Actually, that's funny. I kind of forgot this fact until Now, um, in my TED Talk on Saturday, I'm coming out to them. I say in the talk that I'm bi, and uh, they're going to hear that.
0: Yeah, that's a big thing to talk about publicly.
2: Yeah, I've been kind of ignoring that fact so I can focus on not getting nervous on stage.
0: I think people are going to be very supportive. I think... uh, Yeah,
2: I I think so. I
0: bet people aren't even going to blink twice the modern world how was it how was it telling your friends like do you fade? does i would I, I don't know i would have to imagine that i've I, you know i've seen the world change during my lifetime it seems like a more accepting world out there did you find that as you told your friends they were they were okay yeah okay and cool yeah, about it definitely yeah
2: yeah basically most of their reactions were just like shrugging and okay yeah about it
0: that's cool That's cool to hear that's changed. That would have been a big deal when I was in high school. That would have been a big deal. Yeah. 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 I don't know what else to say. Well, it took us 30 minutes and 30 seconds for us to both come to the conclusion that a 17-year-old girl and a (laughs) 36-year-old man aren't prone to naturally having fluid conversations with each other. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Surprise, surprise.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right. It's funny. Okay, I'll talk a bit more about myself. Um, I don't really consider myself an artsy person, but I do draw a lot, and obviously I paint somewhat. And, like, on my wall, I'm looking around my room right now, and I have, like, all these printed out and taped up, like, drawing references and stuff. And I don't know. I feel like I don't regularly do art, but I come across as a very artsy person. I think
0: you also wrote a novel. What do you want to do when you go to college? Yeah, there's that. What's the, they must, you must be thinking about college pretty hard, taking the SATs, ACTs. Oh yeah. What are you thinking? What's the game plan here?
2: Uh, The goal would be to major in creative writing and become a professional author, but no one can really be a professional author these days unless you're JK Rowling. So I need a day job and I'm I'm passionate about many things, but I have no idea what I want to be my day job.
0: I'll tell you something, because I'm working on my third book right now. So I technically have been and am a professional author. So a lot of people, Mm -hmm. a lot of people in this world who want to sit down and write something, and they don't write 30,000 words. They never do it. You already did it. You should give yourself a lot of credit on that. Yeah. It's a lot of people who probably wanted to write a book their whole lives, and you did it when you were 17. That's awesome.
2: I think that will help me most on my college application because <laughs> oh, that'll stand out. You're
0: already plotting out your essay that how I wrote a novel when I oh, was 17, yeah. so it's all strategic. You can be a professional writer if you yeah. feel like it. I think you should be.
2: I I think that would be the best job for me because I think I would work very well in like a self employed environment. But um, yeah, I just don't know how to get there really especially because i'm struggling with editing and publishing this first one
0: yeah but i'll tell you something i'm getting a little uh i'm getting a little worked up hearing you say that because i spent my whole youth going i want to be a comedian but i don't know how i don't see how that's a doable thing and for years, I put it off. Oh, maybe I'll try something else, find something else, blah, 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 blah. And then I realized maybe I should just go all in on this thing and actually try. And It worked out. So when you say, like, you don't know how to be a writer, the answer, I think, is just keep writing and stick to it. And if you're someone who can I'll write I listened to the two episodes words, where, yeah, you, got where this. you
2: explained that that what you did, you just didn't, what, you, what your therapist recommended and just, like, go all in with comedy I listened to those two episodes where you explained that situation. Yeah. I listened to those recently. I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Well, look at that. Here I am trying to inspire you and you're rolling your eyes going, hey, heard it all before, buddy. (laughs) I've heard it twice before, buddy. (laughs) Have I really talked about it twice already on the podcast? Yeah.
2: I think they were like consecutive episodes too. Damn, It was the live episode and another episode.
0: Damn. We got to space those out better, Jared we got to space these things out better. Well, thank you for calling me out on it. Embarrassed. of course. (laughs) Embarrassed. It's been years since I've been embarrassed by a 17-year-old girl. Not since I graduated (laughs) high school have I felt this feeling.
2: I was thinking about comedy. Not going into comedy, but like the track to becoming a comedian. And I thought it would be much easier than the track to become an author. Because I'm a big fan of Mike Birbiglia and... um, what, what's his movie um sleepwalk with me yeah um or his other like, or I his other movie that, one. that
0: also his other movie don't think twice which I'm also, yeah. i also yeah i think
2: it was sleepwalk with me though that but like don't think twice is good to too. actually like becoming a real comedian
0: yeah yeah definitely that's true also don't think twice is pretty good
2: yeah
0: yeah don't think twice features yeah
2: i agree i love all of his stuff yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I have you seen? Have you seen Don't Thank Think God Twice for or
2: not?
0: Oh, you saw Thank God for Jokes. I opened for that show.
2: Not in my area.
0: You're in Michigan.
2: But yeah, I'm in Michigan.
0: I did the whole Midwest with Mike. Yeah, Who knows? did
2: you? Were you the guy with the uh, char- iPhone charger cord around his neck?
0: iPhone charger cord around my neck? No, that doesn't sound like me. Yeah, at all.
2: that was the opener. For Mike, when I saw him.
0: I guess I missed that show. Have you seen his other movie, Don't Think Twice? It
2: was a young guy. I've seen all of his stuff.
0: You have? Because also, you know, Don't Think Twice. Oh, wait, no,
2: actually. No, you're right. I haven't seen Don't Think Twice. That's the one thing I haven't seen. Because it was like, in small theaters. I'm sorry. I said I saw everything, but I haven't. No, that's okay. I know you're in it.
0: (laughs) You check that one out, too. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm in that one.
2: I will. I will. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I didn't realize you were in the office until you mentioned it on an episode that I was listening to. And then I just frantically Googled it. And you were the guy who tried to kneecap Oscar.
0: Hell yeah, I was. My cousin. My yeah, cousin who's I in high school was very you. impressed by that as well. My cousin Paige, she's now she's a freshman in college. She was in high school. I always used to ask her what what can I do to make teenagers think I'm cool as a comedian. And she never had an answer. She always rolled her eyes. And then when I was on The Office, she was like, teenagers think you're cool now.
2: Definitely. Oh, my gosh. Like, I've talked with you before I knew you were Chris Gethard. I talked about your character, like, with my friends. Like, we love you.
0: Well, she... <laughs> we go- think
2: you're so cool. You were on The Office.
0: Yeah, I'm cool. Tell all the teenagers out yeah. there. All the teenagers <laughs> out there need to admit, finally, that I'm cool. Snapchat that, (laughs) Gethard's cool, baby. (laughs) So, what's the biggest drama unfolding in your school right now? School year's coming to an end. What's the biggest drama? We got any breakups going on? Everyone's
2: tired right now for drama.
0: Okay, there's no love triangles.
2: Oh, I'm sure there is, but I try not to pay attention to that stuff.
0: Okay, all right. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll tell you about this one situation. So I mentioned before that I'm bisexual, but I've never been in a relationship. There's this one girl that I almost had a relationship with. She, um, oh, she listens to podcasts. I hope she doesn't listen to this one. That would be awkward. Um, so we we went on a date sort of thing uh, where we went to like the theater because they did like a special showing of the last episode of BBC's Sherlock. And, we, like, we went to Wendy's before, and I was sick, and it was amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so she would not, like, like open up to me or reach, like, like, she would never text me first, that kind of stuff. And she was kind of pulling away. And so, like, months after we stopped talking, she, like, texted me one day and said, can I call you? And I said, yeah. So then she told me that she can't date me right now. She can't explain why, but she can't. I heard a beep. Am I still on?
0: You are still on.
2: Okay. I don't know why I heard a beep. Okay. Um. And so that went well. And then I asked my friend who kind of like knows her and has been keeping secrets lately. And my friend told me that she, the girl was, hooking up with this guy who the girl hates kind of they're like it's like a frenemy situation where they fight a lot but they like have fun kind of thing um they've been like friends with benefits for a while and they decided recently to like make it an actual relationship so so that's why she couldn't date me and also the guy in that relationship he uh he almost dated my friend that told me all this so there's some drama
0: for you. What did you order at the Wendy's? You know, I, I don't want to let any balls drop, people. Got to ask the real important questions. What you get at Wendy's? You bring up Wendy's. What you get? What's your order? I uh, I enjoy Wendy's. I enjoy actually a number of products, services, brands, goods, and luckily some of my favorite brands, services, goods they advertise here on the podcast. So check these things out. Use the promo codes. Support the show. Helps so much. We'll be right back with more phone call. You might have heard of Reed Hoffman. He's a legendary Silicon Valley investor and entrepreneur who founded LinkedIn, one of the co-founders of LinkedIn. Everybody in tech goes to him for advice on how to make something huge. He has a new podcast called Masters of Scale. In each show Reed talks to famous founders about what really happens as companies grow from zero to, you know, like a gazillion. Guests include famous founders like Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, Brian Chesky of Airbnb, Reed Hastings of Netflix, and Sarah Blakely of Spanx. That's a that's a murderer's row right there. That's a, that is a you busting out these names. It's for real. Everything it claims to be. The stories you'll hear on Masters of Scale are always honest, always useful, and often pretty funny. There's no jargon, no posturing. Just bring in the heat. Bring in the heat. Masters of Scale. Subscribe to Masters of Scale in Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or wherever you love to listen. Thank you so much to all the advertisers who helped this show happen. Now let's finish off this phone call. What did you order at the Wendy's?
2: I think I had chicken nuggets and a chocolate frosty.
0: Good and fries. S- solid, solid Wendy's high school order. Date order. Yeah. Wow. Okay, drama. So you had <laughs> you had a near miss with a relationship once before. Now you're
2: uh-huh.
0: now you're you got a new thing with this guy going pretty good it's pretty good yeah you got a summer you got a summer everything's
2: pretty good right now
0: you're looking forward to a summer of romance with this fling you're gonna have this summer fling and send him off to college that'll be sad when he goes to college
2: yeah maybe i'll call you again
0: maybe we'll do a follow-up when you're heartbroken
2: (laughs) yeah that'll be fun
0: yeah smart kid you do you are you study latin i thought that they didn't even teach that anymore Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Um, maybe not at your school, but at my school, yeah. Whoa, um, throwing I, shade!
0: Actually, throwing <laughs> shade at the public school systems of northern New Jersey, <laughs> Say in West Orange High School, well, West Orange, I'm in New the Jersey. Public
2: school system too. Fifty-one Conforti <laughs>
0: Avenue ain't good enough for you, huh? Wow. Okay.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> well, so I went to the only public middle school in the area that teaches Latin, and so I actually got Latin one done in eighth grade. So even though I'm a junior, I'm in Latin. Right now, and um, yeah, it's taught in every high school in the district.
0: Do you um, speak Latin?
2: Well, you don't really speak it; you mostly like write it.
0: Okay, I'm going to ask you to cam the attitude. I'm just trying to learn. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. Just trying to learn. <laughs> I'm a teenager. Okay, I know.
0: I know you're a teenager, but you're getting bored. <laughs> Here's what I can tell is happening. Here's what I can tell is happening. We're forty minutes in. Forty-one minutes in. This is the longest thing you've done with your teenage attention span in about six years. <laughs> this is the longest you've gone without texting or Facebooking, tweeting, or Snapchatting in years. You're getting <laughs> bored, you're getting restless. I'm old. My life's not interesting to you at all. You kind of are wondering no, why you called in the is first really place.
2: To me. So
0: now you're getting now you're giving me some toot. You're giving me some toot. And I know it is what it no. is. But I'm calling you out. You got that toot.
2: I, I'm not meaning to have a feud. I'm sorry, Chris.
0: Hey, that's okay. I'm not mad at you. Taking <laughs> digs at my education, telling me you don't really <laughs> speak Latin, you read it. Yeah, I know, I know that. I know you can read Latin. This teenager throwing shade in my direction. <laughs> now you're seventeen years old. The youngest caller Mm -hmm. in the history of Beautiful Anonymous. I think many of the listeners Mm -hmm. are probably a little older than you are. If you had to give us, if you had to speak and be the sole representative of your generation, all the weight of your generation is on your shoulders right now. Oh, God. What should people know about the lives of a teenager right now? What are the mentalities? What are the trials and tribulations? What are the things we misunderstand about you as old people?
2: That's a complicated question. Um okay, I guess that we're people. I've been looked down upon a lot, you know. And I really don't appreciate that. I mean, we're people and especially like I guess 16 and up, like we have complicated political opinions and like we really really care about the future of the world and like we have a deep understanding of things and a lot of times adults try to overlook that and just like demean us i guess because they feel like they can because they're older um and it's ridiculous because we're people and quite honestly we're currently being educated so like our knowledge is kind of fresher like i just took AP gov last semester. So I know a lot more about the U S government than like my parents do, even though they're like politically active people and stuff. Um, And it's just, I feel like it's ridiculous when adults look down on us when they don't really know us or they are just trying to like create a wall between us because like my generation is smart and we, and especially with politics like we really care about stuff like i attended rallies during this election and everything and i can't even vote yet i was going to volunteer as like uh uh one of those people who collects your ballots and stuff but i didn't have time that day so like i don't know i feel like don't look down on us just cuz we're younger you know
0: mhm i think that's a great lesson to be learned yeah. i think generally most of the good ideas start with young people. Those are all the all the big ones in life. Good music. Yeah. It's good. So what are the uh what are the things your generation feels like they're going to have to correct the mistakes my generation's making? The things we're not seeing, the things we're doing wrong. What are you what are you guys going to pick what are you going to do when you pick up the baton and it's your turn to run with it?
2: Well, definitely global warming. Um that's kind of an obvious answer though. Um I think once my generation kind of gets into government, um, we're going to see a lot of social change, you know? Like, there's obviously a lot of conservative people in my generation, but I feel like there's a lot more liberal people than any other generation, I guess. I don't know statistics, but... um, Yeah, I I think... We're going to make a lot of changes because a lot of us are fed up with how things are run right now. What do you mean? Well, like, I don't want to get too political, but like, if you look at the young people, uh, how they voted in the election, the wide majority, I believe, of young people were voting Democrat and not Republican. And it's really disappointing us, especially us that were just a year too young to vote, that um, the decisions are being made for us right now because obviously there's not as many young people voting as old people. And so I think once we are able to take the reins, I feel like we'll make much bigger changes. I mean, a lot of like, I know with my peers at least, um, there are some anti Hillary people and usually this might just be where I live, but like, usually it's not because of her views on issues. It's because she's like, it's not because they're conservative. It's because she's not liberal enough. Like this is a very pro Bernie area. Um, Yeah. So I think once these Hillary is too conservative for us. People hit the government. It'll be quite a different government.
0: (laughs) Okay. And my last really important question for you. What's the most bullshit thing they serve in the lunchroom?
2: Oh, God. I don't buy lunch. That's how bullshit it is.
0: Wow. You just bring lunch from home every day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the grossest thing I've seen is the meat. It's like some days it's gray. <laughs> like like ah, straight up gray.
0: Does gray meat?
2: And yeah. Uh-huh. And sausages are always they don't look like sausages. And some days they have waffles and the waffles look like I don't even know what they look like. Cardboard, but like soggy and then cooked. It's I I don't it's not waffles.
0: <laughs> and they serve waffles for lunch? Some days fundamentally I'm against I think against it's because
2: that. they serve breakfast for uh-huh. like students who can't get breakfast at home and then when they have leftovers they give them to
0: us oh, then I'm okay with it that's fair Yeah. that's good so what do you bring for lunch
2: I have the same thing every day I have a uh, turkey and cheese sandwich a banana applesauce um, almonds and a little piece of chocolate
0: Wow, a little piece of chocolate, a little piece of fun at the end. You got the almonds for the protein. Yep. it's nice. It's a good lunch. I used to bring a peanut butter and jelly every single day. Box of Yoohoo. Those boxes. Every day. That's a classic lunch. It was. It was great. And then I'd take 35 cents and I'd go buy myself a little bag of uh, cheddar popcorn. It was 35 cents. Hello?
2: Hello. I don't know what else to say. I can talk more about school, I guess.
0: <laughs> uh, well, hold on. I, I want to talk about... You just had your first kiss. Yeah. That's got to be blowing your mind. <laughs> yeah. What are your friends saying when you texted your friends? Are they flipping out? Are they happy?
2: Well, I only texted my best friend so far. And she, she's had a few boyfriends, so so she was really happy. And, like, she knew, like, you know, it wasn't...
0: An, new experience for her kind what, of thing. What would you say? Um, Are you late in the game compared to your friends? Like, have a lot of your friends been smooching for a couple of years now?
2: Um. Well, my best friend, she dated two guys. Uh, with, it was a long-distance relationship. This is really my generation. Uh, she met them online and then dated them while still knowing them online only. And they met up, like face-to-face, face, like once or twice. But those lasted about six months, and now she's dating um, a senior at our school.
0: A senior in person, a human a human contact relationship. Yeah. That's cool. So what do you think this future holds? You open a whole door. You in love with this guy? You in love with this guy?
2: I, I mean, I don't think it's fair to say I'm in love with him.
0: Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. When I was 17, I fell in love with everybody for any reason. I would fall in love. <laughs> If someone just, they didn't even have to say hi to me. Someone walked by and they just looked nice. I'd be like, I think I might be in love. I fell in love all the time <laughs> when I was a kid. It was the best. I don't know when my heart became filled with such cynicism and hate. When I was young, I used to fall in love all the time.
2: It sounds like you're really in love with your wife.
0: My wife's the best.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love the way you talk about her.
0: Yeah, she's super cool. She's been touring around the country in her punk rock band. She gets home tonight and I got a fly to New Orleans in the morning to do some stand-up. Tulane University.
2: Yeah. So another friend of mine. You don't care. She's like me, where she's. <laughs> no, I do care. It's like you said that before.
0: <laughs> you didn't. Even, you listened back. I just said a thing. I opened up to you, and you went. So anyway, and launched back. Well, you
2: said in. it at the beginning of the call.
0: Hey, you want to yell at me? I can yell right back. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Who cares? It's fine. It's okay. So you're saying about your other friend.
2: Yeah, so she is like me, where she's never really dated anyone before. And I think she got, like, really desperate to date someone this year because she started just hooking up with this guy. Um, I don't know him, but, like, some of my other friends do. And she, like, kept it quiet and told, like, two friends And then, of course, because we're teenagers, like they spread it around and I found out from them. And then like she told other friends who already knew and she's yet to tell me. But I think she assumes that I know at this point. So, yeah, but that was like that. They started doing their thing like like a couple months ago. So I'm not far behind her.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You're pretty chill. Someone who just had her first kiss. I try to be. An hour after my yeah, first well, kiss, I'm... I was like huddled in the corner crying, overwhelmed with emotion. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Pretty <laughs> well, chill. Well,
2: I mean, my heart's going pretty fast right now. Heart's but going pretty fast. Honestly, mostly because of you.
0: Wow. Okay. No, wait. You meet this guy out in the rain. What? You, you don't go to the same schools, but you meet in a central area. It's after school That's out.
2: Well, he came to my house.
0: He came to your house, classy, classy, yeah. and you kissed right there on the front lawn.
2: Well, yeah, on the driveway. It's funny. I think the neighbors might have seen, but what my about- mom is inside asleep on the couch, so hopefully she didn't know.
0: <laughs> your mom was asleep on the couch. The neighbors might have seen. What if the neighbors tell your mom? <laughs> they might. What if the neighbors call your mom and say, we saw your daughter kissing in the rain in the driveway, putting on a show of all neighborhood? <laughs>
2: I don't think they will. They might, but I don't think so.
0: Okay. Okay. These neighbors know that snitches get stitches, man.
2: <laughs> I used that phrase in an essay once and my teacher didn't know what it meant.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Oh my fair... gosh,
2: I want to talk about this teacher. How much time do I have left?
0: Five minutes, 55 seconds. Triple fives.
2: Oh God, okay. So, so... So this teacher is probably one of the best teachers I've ever had. He's my English teacher, AP English, but he's also my uh, acting teacher. I'm in acting class right now. And he is so great. He's, I think, about my parents' age, like 50-something. And he, like, he has a daughter a year or two younger than me. And he, I mean, I only hear, like, tidbits of his life from, like, his young days. But they are interesting. Like, we were just, like, sharing quick little one-sentence stories in acting class, and his was that he was arrested in Mexico once, and we never heard anything else about that. And that just, that sounds like a really fascinating life. Also, he's, he's very open with us, even in the English class, not only in acting, Um like he told us about the whole gay ear thing because both of his ears are pierced. And he told us about, I forget what led to this discussion, but um, he told us about the whole um, left is right and right is wrong thing with the gay ear. And he only pierced the not gay ear. And then like it took him 20 years to get the other ear pierced.
0: I believe you're referring Um, to a thing from my childhood, my era, Which I believe it was, you might be able to signal other gay men that you were gay if you pierced your right ear. That was meant to send a signal was the rumor.
2: Yeah, I I might be remembering it wrong, but like he was at like a party or something and wanted to get his ear pierced. And so he made sure that the person piercing his ear was going to the left ear or whatever.
0: Instead of the gay ear, as, as it's been called. Okay, okay. Okay, what yeah, else? Yeah,
2: I uh, think he's a really cool guy.
0: Really cool guy. Yeah. I'm a little wary on this show about hearing about teachers who are a little too uh, cool with their students. Oh,
2: yeah, because of that one episode. Yeah,
0: I yeah. like that one episode. We're not, that's not one of these situations, is it?
2: Not at all. That's good. You know.
0: Good. <laughs> good. You seem like a smart kid with a good head on your shoulders. I think the future's bright for you. How do Thank you feel you. about it? You think so?
2: I think so. I was at a party recently and one of the girls I know, I'm not really friends with her, but I know her. She got really drunk and she came up to me. She went up to every person and told them how much she loves them. And she came up to me and said, you're so smart. I can't wait to see what you do with your life. And I'm, I, I'm so happy that I know you and stuff like that. So, nice. Yeah, I'm also excited to see where I end up.
0: I hope that kid got home safe that kid she did yeah didn't drink a drive that night that's cool what do you think in college wise you're gonna go to a big school state school small school what are you thinking
2: small private school
0: yeah smart i wish i made that choice i went to Ruck- yeah. ruckers university this is the shortest
2: Ugh. hour of my life really oh yeah
0: is that a good thing in a good way because the conversation's been so engaging no, I that it flew by i we
2: talk for like two hours or five hours or something. I feel like I could talk to you forever.
0: Let me ask you, what do I have to do to be bigger in the teenage market? How do I sell tickets and products and services as a comedian to young people? I'm not regarded as cool by young people. What do I got to do? I need you to rehabilitate my image. Uh,
2: I think, honestly, in terms of comedy, I think self-deprecating really helps. You've you've got that covered. Um, I (laughs) I don't know what appeals to young people. I mean. Who's Harry Styles? Who is that? I don't know.
0: Isn't that a guy you guys all know?
2: No, I know who he is. He's a band member from One Direction. I'm not a fan of One Direction, though. Okay,
0: okay. Maybe if I knew who he was, I'd be cool. I don't think that would help. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what else? What else do I got to do? Self-deprecating, I got that. Um, how do I get this Bo okay, Burnham? I how do I like, get this Bo Burnham momentum? The teens love Bo Burnham, right?
2: I love Bo Burnham. How I love Bo live too.
0: How do I get you saying that I love Chris Gethard, like uh, like you said about Bo Burnham? Instead, you call up, you call me up, and you're uh, making fun of me, rolling your eyes at everything I say. You wouldn't roll your eyes at Bo Burnham.
2: <laughs> okay, well, honestly, I think podcasts. Um, not a lot of my peers listen to podcasts. They're not a young person thing. I think they might be, and some are, but like overall they're not. Um, I personally have spent all my time listening to podcasts. I might not be the best person to ask this question to. Um, I don't know. Do more shows like The Office.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'll just go do that. Go
2: on, Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I got friends who write on that show. Maybe I'll ask them. I'll Go say I need to be, be cool. On that with, show. I need to be cool with. Te- what are the coolest shows with teenagers now? What are the, what's the big thing I could get on that would make teenagers like me?
2: Um, people love Game of Thrones. I don't watch uh, that show. Uh, Parks and Rec ended. I was on that.
0: Um, where I was on Parks and Rec when I played the guy, the man, the men's rights guy, in the primary episode. Oh
2: my god, you did! I haven't watched it recently since. Starting beautiful anonymous I'm sorry listen um, you, you were on Parks and Rec so you're you, you got 10 seconds cool level.
0: you got 10 seconds left what's your lasting message to the whole world
2: I love podcasts and I love you Chris and thank you so much for starting this podcast because this is like honestly what I want to do with my life just talk to people this would be so cool to have you as like I love this show
0: thank you so much a teenage Caller, I'm glad you like the show. And I'm glad you love Mike Berbigley and Bo Burnham so much. I'd like to know that I'm at best your third favorite comedian. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, but in it all sincerity, good luck. It's so cool to talk to you. I hope you keep writing, making things, and enjoying life. Thank you to Jared O'Connell in the booth, as always. Thanks to the Reverend John DeLore and Greta Cohn, who build this show in the first place. Thank you to Shell Shag, who gave us all our intro music. Want to know more about me? ChrisGeth.com. Find out about all my dates out on the road. Love to meet you sometime call in. Maybe I'll talk to you next time on this show. And if you do like the show, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really helps a lot. Thank you so much to everybody who supports this show. See you next time on Beautiful Anonymous.
3: Today's
0: show is sponsored by Talkspace. The online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. A Talkspace therapist can help put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer for our listeners, visit talkspace.com/beautiful. Again, that is talkspace.com/beautiful. Hello? Yes, hello. Hi. How are you?
3: Good. How you doing?
0: I'm okay. I'm feeling pretty good about life. Kind of tired.
3: Late night or early morning?
0: Well, I tell you, I travel a lot for work. I do stand-up on the road. I'm a comedian, and I've uh, been killing myself. You know, you get these college shows at the end of the semester. I've been killing myself with the travel lately. Jeez.
3: Yeah, my, my uh, brother does some stand-up a little bit, actually, which is funny. He used to do a lot in uh, the D.C. area, and he's now in Arizona.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I know a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of great people came out of D.C. That's awesome. Yeah. So I hear you're uh, you're chilling out in a Subaru right now.
3: I am. Yes, I am.
0: And you're a fan. You dig the Subaru. I
3: I, I do. Uh, this is uh, my second Subaru. It's funny because I every now and then I hear people bragging about how many Subarus they've had. Oh, I've had seven Subarus in five years, and, and I never understood why that's something to brag about when the cars are built to last so much longer. So either they don't know how to drive or they don't know how to maintain it. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's been interesting. We've been doing this series and it's, it's, it's like, it's so cool to see, like all the people I've talked to, they all tell me different things about their lives, but all of them, it's legit. Like it's, it's no, it's like people really love, people love these cars.
3: Yeah. It's a, it is a very lifestyle oriented vehicle.
0: Yeah. So why don't you tell me about your lifestyle? What do I need to, uh, what do I need to know about you out there in the world? How can I connect with you?
3: Yeah, well, it kind of starts, I guess, with my just love in general of the outdoors, which probably isn't too uncommon for a lot of the, the Subaru demographics out there. I mean, I, I love being outdoors. Um, I, I spent a lot of time in the Appalachians uh, right after I got out of college. And then once I, started, I got married and started having a kid, kids, I needed something that could seat more than two people. <laughs> Uh, But I I didn't want to go too far away from that general sense of adventure and inability to to have some fun out in the woods. And uh, the Subaru offered me the room for the kids, the, the wife, the bike, you know, all the things that you want to you want to do outdoors.
0: That's cool. Now, maybe I grew up in the suburbs, northern New Jersey. I live in New York City now. I would love to. Can you like I'm not an outdoorsman by any means to the degree where it's almost comical when I'm near the outdoors. I'm generally Mm -hmm. terrified of everything in the woods. Let's do this, let's do this, let's play a game. How about you tell me one thing you love about the outdoors and I'll tell you one thing I love about the city life and we'll go tit for tat.
3: Okay. I know at almost any given moment in time I could find a spot where it is almost dead quiet.
0: That's very nice. I know that when I am in New York City utilizing the public transportation system I am not going to be bothered as long as I walk efficiently and with a sense of purpose. And I like that. There's no messing around. People are trying to get where they got to go. And that's me. I got to get where I'm trying to go, too.
3: I like when I'm in the wilderness that I don't have to worry about what you just said.
0: Oh, that's nice. (laughs) That's nice. So when you see someone like me who's showing up, total civilian, not an outdoorsman, didn't grow up in the outdoors... So I'm not I'm not trying to scale Mount Everest. I'm just trying to go out, maybe off-road yeah. hike, camp, these things that I've never done before. What are like the three tips? What are the three tips where you're like, "Okay, here's three things you need to know before you get out there if you want to just like be able to drive your Subaru out to someplace cool to have a good time."
3: Uh, I think number 1 is don't be scared. I'm, uh, I'm number scared. 2
0: is don't be alone.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: And number 3 is have fun. Yeah, those all go hand in hand, right? Absolutely. See, I'd have to get over the don't be scared one in a big way. Because every, 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 time, every time I hear an acorn <laughs> well, fall look, from a tree, I think I'm about to get mauled by a bear.
3: Look, if you survive the subways of New York City in, in a fast-paced, marching ant kind of way, I'm sure you can be you know happy and satisfied dodging a couple trees on, on a nature trail in the middle of the Appalachians. You'll be all right.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think we're going to put together something really cool with this one.
3: All right, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Thank you.
0: For everyone out there listening, go to meetanowner.com to meet other real Subaru owners and hear about why they love their cars. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, just how much cocaine do lawyers do? I'm liking this story. I'm going to like this one. I can tell you already. So there's one huge party where you work. Once a year, they have a huge party. Okay. I was invited to this party. I did not
2: attend, so everything I'm saying is hearsay. <laughs> However, I was told and recommended to leave said party by 7 p.m.
0: Because it gets because so Because by nuts. 7
2: p.m., yes. And, like, people are doing cocaine in the back, like, around the corner, in the, like, attic. Not the attic. In the alley, rather. The worst part about it is that, especially the defense attorneys at that party, like, they're the ones who are representing people who are doing the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.
2: Hi, I'm best-smelling author and unaccredited love and marriage expert, Maribel May. It's 1963. Do you know where your husband is? Let me put the spark back in your marriage with my audio lecture series, The Complete Woman. Take your marriage from boring to soaring in a few stupid steps, guaranteed to work, or your husband's money back. The Complete Woman is available now on Earwolf. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your shows. And if you just can't get enough, you can find the Complete Complete Woman series, including Complete Joy, and the complete man at stitcherpremium.com/complete. Oh, my veal balls are ready. Toodaloo.
1: This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com.